that sound. It's your boy, the nonprofit sector. Wait for it, connector. You're not supposed to say wait for it, gang, but I do because it's even funnier. The nonprofit sector connector. Coming at you two flights up from the kitchen where there's a bunch of children because it is a holiday to the attic. Philanthropy and focus. I do this every single Friday morning. I bring to you a leader of a nonprofit organization. Why, Tommy D? Well, because when you're the nonprofit sector connector, that's what you do. It's all about helping nonprofits tell their story and amplify their message. We're over 110 episodes. I'm losing count. I'm on a plan to do 5,000 episodes of this program in this lifetime. Uh, I think what I want to do is I want to do the show every morning because it makes me feel good to do the show. And I'm a little bit selfish and I want to feel good. I like feeling good. So what better way to start my day, at least for now, only on Fridays, but what better way to start my day than speaking to a leader of a nonprofit? I tell you this, and if you've ever been with me in real life or just listening and connecting, either watching this show or listening on the podcast platforms to hear what I'm all about, I'm all about helping nonprofits. I am all about recognizing the work that the sector is doing, the volunteers, board members, the staff inside of organizations, but ultimately I bring on the leader, the executive director, the CEO, the, the, the top of the, uh, of the organization who they're all going to tell me, Tommy, it's not about me. It's about my team. It's about the people who support us. It's about the donors. And ultimately it's about the people we serve. And I know that, but I have to interview one or two people. I can't interview hundreds and hundreds of people, although I'd probably figure out a way to do it. But here's the deal. I work kind of quick. And I play a real long game, but in sometimes things happen pretty fast. And I will tell you, only like 35 days ago, I did not know Lauren Vlacos. Okay. I was running a panel discussion at the Viscardi Center out here in Long Island, where I had five leaders of nonprofits. I, I don't want to take our time today to tell you who they were, but check it out. I can, you know, it's been posted all over social media. Uh, and, and I was leading them through a panel discussion about nonprofits and specifically nonprofits here on Long Island and how organizations make relationships and build relationships and strategic alliances and the whole thing. You know what I, you know, these are the things I like, I like to and love to talk about really. So at the end of the session, this woman comes over to me and she's, she's just introduced my, my guest, Lauren Vlacos. Okay. Who's here with me, right? Why, why do I say good morning? It's like, I'm talking about you and you're not even here. Hey Lauren, what's going on? How are good you? Good morning, Tommy. It's good to see you. It is good to see you also. I'm telling this story about how we met. You know, it, you know, you, you said it, after I do something like that, it's like, I don't want to get dramatic here, you know, but it's like coming off stage and I get to meet folks and I, I get fired up. And like, that's where my my dopamine fix comes from. It's all of that. You know, it's like that connection, the relationship, new people to meet, new new stories to learn about. So we had that opportunity, you and I, and that's only just shortly over a month ago. It was right. It was it was March 3rd on a Friday morning and we're here on April 7th on a Friday morning. And I think we had one of those instant connections because we've had like half a dozen phone calls since and like where we have like cool phone calls and stuff like that. Um, and I, I'm sure knowing how I am, I was like, all right, dude, you should just come on the show. Like, why don't you just come on a show? Like it, like three minutes into knowing each other. I was like, yeah, you should probably just come on a show. We'll make it happen. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what, is, is that how it happened <laughs> from your memory? 
Definitely, Tommy. To be honest, I walked into the meeting and you were just this amazing energy. You were greeting everyone, making us all feel so welcome. Um, you know, and I was like, wow, I got to really meet this guy. He's pretty cool. He's high energy like I am. And so the moment that meeting was over, it was like finding you and scoping you out. I was like, I have to know the nonprofit sector connector. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was in a room a couple of weeks ago. There's like 50 people in the room. And I go like, yeah, I'm Tommy D. Like I'm, I'm at the microphone. I'm Tommy D, the nonprofit sector. And let's say 20 people in the room went connector. And I go, oh my God, we're here. We're making it, you know, talk about branding. So look, I appreciate knowing you. I'm glad you made it to that event. What means you, why were you there that morning? In fact, like who, who invited you to that? To that? So um, I've recently become the executive director of my organization, but I still get the old emails from the previous executive director. And to be honest, an email came through like, hey, we're having this networking event. I was not very aware of your of the networking group. So I checked it out and I was like, wow, maybe I should go to this. And so just was like, I'm just going to go. Yeah. Let's call it, thank you. Let's call out that group. So it's the Health and Business Alliance that we're referring to. So I was on the board for a number of years for the HBA. Uh, the website is HBA, hbametro.org if you want to check it out. Let me verify that. I believe it's HBA Metro, but I should really check that out before I just start sending people to the wrong place. hbametro.org. The Health and Business Alliance, it's an organization uh, that was founded about, I guess, uh, 18 or 20 years ago uh, with the intention to be at the crossroads of business, nonprofit, and healthcare. And I served on the board of that organization for about four or five years. And the funny part I laugh about the current president and I, Bert Lurch, we laugh about because as I stepped down from being on the board, Bert had reached out to me and said, hey, I want to put together this panel discussion and uh, around nonprofits, and I think you should be involved. And about 42 seconds into that conversation, I realized what had happened was Bert presented an opportunity. And I said, I got it from here. And I took hold of the whole thing. And I said, I'm, ru- I'm going to run with it. Let me go find the people. Let me do the thing. And obviously, with the support of the organization, but it was so in my wheelhouse. So it was perfect. So but that's so that's how we met. And that's how relationships start. So I guess let's just take a pause, everybody. If you run an organization, or you don't run an organization, if you're looking to expand your network, we got to take some chances. We got to put ourselves out there. We got to build relationships. And I will tell you this, as a person who loves this stuff, there are like one out of every 25 times I go to an event that I don't necessarily have the right mojo. I don't necessarily want to be there. And and I have at times not even gone in. So my point of telling you this is I understand those of you who don't dig these things. Go to a networking meeting with a partner, bring a friend, have an ally in the room. You know, I'm always, when I'm at an event, I'm always scanning the room, whether it's my event or someone else's, just to see, is there anybody standing in the corner alone on their phone? Like you, Lauren, and I were talking and I see my peripheral, somebody over here, I'll not physically grab, but I will say, hey, I'm Tommy D. And I will bring that person in because I can say this is not a comfortable thing for everyone. I mean, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine who are probably listening right now who I introduced them and they ironically had a long conversation about how this networking thing is not really there in their wheelhouse so much, but they both know they have to do it because of their roles. But they, they decided to align with each other and say, you know what? I don't always feel comfortable in these rooms. You don't let's go together, right? Like anything, like make it, bring a friend. So, so I, I try to drop little nuggets of, 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 of knowledge and, and training and, and networking skills on folks as we do the show. So that's I'm glad you were there. I'm glad we met. Let's get into this conversation about you, about the organization. I mean, I want to talk about 
U.S. Peace Corps volunteer for two and a half years in Niger, West Africa. I want to talk about the Boy Scouts, 18 years with the Boy Scouts. I want to talk about how this all gets to this culmination where you lead this organization, Alzheimer's Disease Resource Center, right here on Long Island. So we always start with, Lauren, how did you get connected to the nonprofit work? How did you, how did you end up in the Peace Corps? I mean, that's not exactly every kid's... Thing when they come out of school or, or you know, or, and they go, I'm going to go to Niger, West Africa there. I think there's got to be a catalyst. There's a story in these things. Right. So Definitely. talk to me about that, please. So it's a little cheesy, Tommy. So I'm like eight years old. I'm watching TV and I see the Peace Corps commercial, the toughest job you'll ever love. And I had always wanted to do service. And initially I thought like, oh, I'll join, you know, um, a branch of our military service. But I'm pretty much like a tree hugging hippie. And so the idea of actually having to shoot someone or use a gun was like, mm, that doesn't work. That, yeah. yeah, it doesn't really work for me. So when I saw that commercial about Peace Corps, I was like, whoa, th- this is it. Like, this is who I am. Awesome. And so to be honest with you, um, anybody who knows me will tell you throughout high school, I always said I was going to join the Peace Corps throughout my college experience. Um, I started the first Habitat for Humanity chapter at my college. I was always about service and giving back. I went to Nicaragua and picked coffee beans and lived with a family for two weeks. So I was continually trying to be of service and get involved in those things. And then to actually go into the Peace Corps, it's about a year-long application process. I mean, you get background checked, you get fingerprinted. I mean, they interview you. They really want to make sure that you're a good candidate because they're going to send you overseas for about two and a half years. So my senior year of college, I apply. Um, I graduate college and I get in and I end up going to so in you the americans will pronounce it niger but the rest of the world will pronounce it niger niger yeah niger so it was a french colony it's 10 10 in the morning gang and we're learning things make sure you (laughs) learn something every day niger like that niger yeah i love it all right good So I spent two and a half years in Niger, West Africa. And to be honest, um, Tommy, I thought I would come out of, uh, you know, being in the Peace Corps and I I was going to be a corporate lawyer. You know, my parents were excited. I was going to make boatloads of money. You know, life is going to be good. And while I'm in the Peace Corps, I'm like, I I don't want to be a corporate lawyer. Like, I want to do more of this. Like, I want to work for an NGO, a non-governmental organization, or I want to work for a nonprofit, like Save Save the Children or, you know, something similar. So I remember I come home and I'm like, I'm not going to be a corporate lawyer. I'm going to work in nonprofit. My parents are like, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> what? so let me, so first of all, I, I have so much, so much to say on that. I'm going to keep most of it to myself, to be honest with you. Uh, but what I want to ask you is like, you're a senior in college and you're applying to Peace Corps. Where did you go to school? I went to Gettysburg College. It's down in, in D.C.? In Gettysburg. Oh, in Gettysburg. Okay. So, um. Did you think, like, I want to change the world, man. Like, this is what I'm trying to do. So I'm trying not to be judgmental here, but, like, all due respect to corporate lawyers, right? Because there is respect due to corporate lawyers. I mean, we got these choices in life. Like, what was it, Robert Frost? Like, you know, with the two two paths to go, right? You know, like, I... I guess the one less traveled is the one that goes and makes changes in the world. Right. And, you know, not to say it's easy to be a corporate lawyer, um, but even that, I I think like in terms of, so we have this employee benefits agency that we own. It's called Vanguard benefits, right? You saw my partner at pro speak that morning when we met. And I think in terms of like, 
we made a decision a number of years ago to work with nonprofit organizations. Like we very easily could have said, well, we really go, want to go work with hedge funds and investment mm-hmm. banking companies. And that's who we want to do benefits for. And I'm sure people do that and want to do that. But like I dig the organizations. I was on the phone this morning with the Mental Health Association. You know, I had lunch with two leaders of, of very important nonprofits here on Long Island just earlier this week. Shout out to Yolanda and Jeff McQueen. Yolanda Rubano Gross may be probably listening to the show. And Jeff McQueen from the Mental Health Association in Nassau County. And, you know, I'm sitting with these folks and like, we're talking about like making real impact and changing the world. Mm-hmm. And like, that's where like, again, maybe I'm being like super, you want to talk about tree hugging hippie, you know, before <laughs> COVID, before I grew my hair so long, I used to go, yeah, I'm like a short haired hippie because I kept my hair kind of tight, like in the, in the logo, in the philanthropy and focus logo, the spiked hair guy. But I mean, it's like, that's what I think we're supposed to be doing. Like, isn't that it? Isn't that really life? You got 75, 80, 100 years. Like, aren't we just supposed to be making the world a better place for people and, and improving things versus, you know, just like getting more money and buying more crap and, you know, buying more bigger place to put all your stuff that you don't even use anyway because you don't have time because you're out trying to get more money to get more stuff, right? Wacky to me. Wacky, wacky situation. So um, I applaud your own because that had to be a challenge and i want to we're going to take a break in a sec but i want to know about that challenge because coming home saying like yeah i, I know you sent me down to gettysburg and you thought i was going to be this big time corporate lawyer and the whole deal i don't want to put anybody on the spot like your parents or whatever but like that had to be a, was it a difficult conversation yes or no for now and then tell me when we come back um i think they knew it was coming okay yeah yeah again this is she was in the peace corps she was you know, <laughs> right Right. She wasn't interning at some, you know, white shoe law firm. Right. But, you know, for, for two and a half years. Fair enough. All right. So when we come back, I want to hear when, when you came back and what that was like, because I just started pontificating in my own mind for a while here. I want you to take me back to that point. You get here and now you go, what direction do we go? What's next? What is the next step in this story? How's that sound? You got it, Tommy. All right, let's do it. Let's take a quick break. It's your boy, Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. You join me in the attic. That is your show. You cut through the static. You join me in the attic. But like, not literally. Please don't show up on the porch knocking on the door. Hey, kid, can I come in the attic? No, no, no. Please don't do that. All right. Shout out to Mick. Shout out to Michael Goldberg and Mick Collins checking in on Facebook, watching what we're doing. All right, Mick Collins, what is a white shoe law firm? I mean, like, that's like a thing. I Googled it. I Wikipedia it for you. White shoe law. You're familiar with that term, Lauren, right? No, no, oh, tell us. Look at this. I'm dropping knowledge. How do I say it again? Niger, right? Niger, yeah. Niger, you taught me. I shall now teach you. White shoe law firm is an American term to describe prestigious professional services firms that have traditionally been associated with the upper class elite who graduated from Ivy League colleges. The term is most often used to describe old line law firms and Wall Street financial institutions, as well as accounting firms, blah, 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 blah. It's like bougie, Mick Collins. It's like bougie law firm. I'll break it down for you. It's like bougie. But it sort of has like like that that air of what I just read to you right there. So that that might have been one path, one trajectory to go. Not for Lauren. So where where do we go? How how do we you're back? You're saying I'm going in a different direction. What happens next? So exactly, Tommy. So I come back and now I recognize I want to work in the nonprofit sector, um, but I also don't necessarily want to work in Manhattan. So I live here out on Long Island. Um, I, I I don't necessarily want to be part of, you know, the, the commute back and forth. And I really want to be within my own community. So I began, you know, looking for opportunities. At the same time, I'm applying to go to grad school for nonprofit management, actually. Um and it just so happens that I apply for a job at the Boy Scouts of America and they hire me. And so I become an executive for the chapter here in Suffolk County, New York, um, starting as a program executive and working with local scouting units, providing services to them. I worked with a number of organizations that serve special needs individuals. So offering scouting to those folks as well. Um, and then I also oversaw, oversaw an amazing program that the Boy Scouts offer called um, Exploring. It's a career education program where fire departments and police departments and hospitals offer an opportunity for youth to come in and really explore that career and see if they have what it takes to then pursue it. So I had the ability, Tommy, to work with almost all the fire departments in Suffolk County. I worked with every precinct of Suffolk County Police Department. I worked with the Sheriff's Department. And it really, it was like an amazing, and it is, like there, there's hundreds of kids in Suffolk County alone involved in the program. It was amazing. It's an amazing program. That's awesome. I, I, yeah. I was not a scout. Um, you know, my, my brother was a scout for, you know, he was like a Cub Scout. I don't think he ever actually, actually made up to the Boy Scout level. Okay. Um, but, and one of my, my older son did a couple of years, um, and he did the the Pinewood Derby, you know, yes. always, always a classic, always. Yes. A classic. I'll, I'll be honest. It's funny. Like my, my dad, I remember my dad making the cars with my brother mm-hmm. and then uh, he made the car with two cars with my son. In fact, my little guy who's eight, we got, I might have to get him into the scouting because I think he would dig a lot of that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the exploring part though, is that how to, I wrote it down exploring? Is that the right, is that how you said yes. it? Yes. That's incredible because 
that then takes these young people and exposes them to opportunities, right? The vocational things. What might I want to do? You know, maybe not everybody at eight years old sees a video for the commercial for the Peace Corps and sees her entire life in front of her, right? Some people need to be exposed to different things. So can you talk about a story, maybe one or two anecdotes of some, a young person who, as a result, I mean, you were with the Boy Scouts for 18 years. So you, you, you saw some of these people, these kids come in as children and now are, are men, um, Maybe somebody went into a certain career as a result of, of some of that exploring. Did you notice some of that? Yes. And it's so funny, Tommy, because I find in life, sometimes you don't know the impact that you're having on someone, you know, like you were kind of just doing your job or you're going about your day and you're like, and maybe you help someone, but you don't really give it another thought. So I had a number of youth that would happen too. Um, I had a youth member. He wanted to be in an engineering explorer post. He wanted to be an engineer. I got him hooked up. Zebra Technologies out in Holtzville offers a post. I got him engaged in that. The young man, eventually he earned a scholarship. He went to Rensselaer. And he sent me this email and was like, you know, a lot of this is because you helped me get into that program. And and honestly, Tommy, I barely like re- kind of remembered even helping him. Do you sure. know what I mean? I was helping sure. so many kids. Right. But again, and and that's yeah. I, I get chills right now because that's what nonprofit is. Right. You're doing it. This is a course of your business. You know, it's yes. what you're doing. You're going through your day. We always have to remember. I've said it on this show before in the past. Um the impact that we have on other people's lives sometimes we'll never know. We'll we'll never realize. And I think um I've seen a lot of these like little memes on online and stuff like that, just saying like, you know, the way it's uh, maybe I'll find it during a break, but it's the way you you might be down on yourself. I'm totally not saying this as it's it's not gonna sound very right. poetic, but you might be down on yourself and you might be negative on yourself, but like somebody is looking at you as as a champion and a leader, as a hero, as you're having these tough times. And and I think I, I I've told this story, make it a quick one, but I was on the F train heading into the city one day and I was I was like 21 years old. Um, I used to go to school at Baruch. I used to attend bar late night and then go to Baruch in the morning. It didn't last very long, to be honest with you. Um, but I was one day on the F train coming out of 179th street. I was feeling kind of low, you know, having like a little, my own mental health challenge that morning. Mm-hmm. And I got a smile from a young, a, a little kid on the, on the train. And just that, that child never knows what they did to, but it changed the trajectory of my day, certainly my day. And, and, and maybe that week, you know, and that's the impact we can have on people. I mean, that's just a little situation, but it did change for me. And I, I'm 45 years old. That happened almost 30 years ago. And I remember it, you know, um, I think we never know the impact we're going to have on people. And I think that's a lot of what I'm trying to do in my world is this compassion for each other. But the thing that you were able to do that this young man now can look back years and years later, and that's one person who came back and told you. Correct. Forget about the hundreds, if not thousands of others that were impacted by the programming. I feel obligated, and that sounds like a negative word, but I must say hello to my friend Tammy Severino and my friend Nyrikia White at the Girl Scouts of Suffolk County. I don't know if you ever collabed with the Girl Scouts or not, you know. like I was a leader for them, Tommy, for seven years. I had a Girl Scout troop and no was a, a leader in West Islip. So, yes, scouting That's is awesome. amazing. I, I tell you, I mean, I got a friend... And Arboleda, he's here in the neighborhood and he runs a scouting program. And I, I, I don't, I really check my old like gang for if you're too young to say what, to know what I'm about to say, I'll just fill you in. I have an, an old school America online email address, which I rarely ever check. Somehow Ed and the team of the Boy Scouts, he, the Cub Scouts here in town, have that email address. I don't know why, whatever. I happened to be looking at that email yesterday. 
And uh, AOL is a thing. Just Google it, gang. I can't. I don't, I don't have time to fill you in, you youngsters. But <laughs> I I looked at it, and there happened to be something from Ed. And Ed is like all about the scouting. He takes these boys out. He does the, you know, and they do like he teaches them a bunch of stuff. And he they, as you know how to how to whittle with a knife and like you know how to go in nature and and be prepared. And and I would tell you, like if I got stuck in nature on one of those shows, like naked and afraid or something like that, <laughs> I'd be super afraid because like, I don't have those skills. And I think those skills are important to have, but um, I, I, this is making me think about scouting and maybe I got to get my crew a little more involved in scouting. Well, what I would tell you is Tommy is scouting uses those tools that you're talking about, like using a knife or going hiking. Those are just the, the tools to actually build the character and the young people. So, you know, it's about being a kind person, character education, giving back to your community. And so all, you know, people are like, oh, scouts are in the outdoors or doing service. It's really about building their character. And those are just kind of the activities that we use. Like the kids don't even realize they're learning. They're like, oh, I get to use knives. Right. But it's really about being respectful and, you know, being courteous and learning responsibility i love that that is so cool all right look we're you are no longer with boy scouts of suffolk county and i just had to remind myself that because i'm like (laughs) we actually got to talk about the alzheimer's (laughs) organization tommy day we're going to run out of show soon so alzheimer's disease resource center so you're with scouts all these years after you is then is the next move right to alzheimer's disease resource center it is it is Tommy. So I was really looking for um, uh, an executive director position um, in the scouts. I kind of had gotten to where I was going to be unless I, I moved away. You know, the scouts usually will move their executives around the country. And I, I, we have the best, be- you know, we got the best beaches here. I, I can't move. That's so true. I just, I, going to Jones Beach or what? But point lookout. With- I live in West Islip. So Robert Moses is right oh, there. All right. Very From cool. my door to field five is less than 10 minutes, dude. All right. I get it. I live up on the North Shore now, but I used to, I grew up in Franklin Square. So we oh, were like, nice. you know, early on Jones Beach, then Point Lookout later on. And then somehow my mom got hooked into Lido and we ended up down there and the whole thing. So, but yeah, we, we got some nice beaches here on the island for sure. So you weren't ready to go. So right, was- I wasn't ready to kind of move. So I decided to look for an executive director position. The Alzheimer's Disease Resource Center was actually looking for um, a program director, but it was so close kind of Tommy to where I live that I was like, you know what, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. Let, you know, let's just try it out. Because again, I still had that feeling that I did not want to go to Manhattan. I, I did yeah. not want to commute. What, what I, years are you talking about? Is this during COVID? This is or? literally last March. Oh, okay. Okay. So this yes. is all right. interesting because I, I think, you know, for, first of all, I used to go to Manhattan like once a week. Like I didn't mm-hmm. work there, to, but I was always in for meetings. And I don't really want to do that anymore. <laughs> so I can't imagine, and I do it in spurts, but like I can't imagine what, yeah. you know, people who had to go every day. Like it's just a pain in the neck. And it isn't, I'm not hating on Manhattan. I'm hating on an hour and a half to two hours in each direction. That's the thing, right? Well, and Tommy, you have you have four children. I have three children. You want to be present for their life. You want to go to their soccer game. You some, days, like- some days I want to get out of here and go to Manhattan, to be honest with you, if you want to know the truth. But I didn't say that. Nobody's recording. This is not a live show. Don't worry about any of that. <laughs> Wait, are your kids, is the Easter break this week or is it next oh, no. week? No, no, people are home right now. There are four <laughs> young people in this home right now. So we, we got to hurry up and get the show over before somebody interrupts the show. But yeah, you're right, though. You, I do want to be around. And I will right? t- that, that's the thing about, you know, the last the experience of the last three years is what has happened. And I said this early on in COVID. I said, I will never go back. Like about a month in, as much as I had been um, 
mourning what was my life before COVID, meaning what how I was like free spirit, bounced around, did my stuff. There was a, a realization early on that I go, I'm not going back to that. That is chaos. And I don't just mean the city. I just mean like I, I saw my buddy Michael Goldberg and Mick Collins checking in on Facebook. I used to drive down to Philadelphia for a meeting, like an hour and a half meeting. Like I'd leave at 430 in the morning. We don't do that. We do those meetings on Zoom, right? Like we don't need to. to... Now, do I miss those trips? Yeah, absolutely. But there's, there's this decision making that I didn't utilize in the past. I just did the thing. Hadn't really considered any options, if you know what I'm talking about. Yes, so, I do. Yeah. So, but I certainly do want to be more um, present in, in the life of my children. So that, mm-hmm. that is a game changer. So you're, you're, you go to the, you take the program director role. We are going to take a break in a minute, but let's set it up. You take the program director role only, uh, you just, or, or did you not take that role? So they go to hire me as a program director and I, when I started talking to the board, they were like, wow, you're, you're like this, that, that's not a job for you. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. seriously. And so um, they're like, we're going to make you the chief operating officer for us as well. And that's where you were at, at Boy Scouts. At Boy Scouts. So yeah. they're like, we're going to create a, a chief operating position. We're going to make it. I'm not even working for the organization like three weeks and the executive director decides that she's going to retire. Wow. So she puts in her retirement and they turn to me and are like, we know you want to be the executive director. So you get, you get to hold up, hold up on those business cards. Don't order those yet. Don't put that. We got to change the title. <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't even gotten business cards yet, Tommy. Like it was that fast. <laughs> so, well, that just goes to show you that it was really, the role was meant for you. And, and this is, I'm big on the universe. In fact, I'll tell one quick story before we go to a break. I was at the Apple store yesterday. I was having trouble with my phone. And I had to take like a SIM card, put it in the other phone. So I go to the Apple store and like they try to do an update and it wasn't working. And I said to the young lady, her name is Julia. I said, Julia, I'm going to need to do me a favor. I have this arrangement with the universe. I get things done. I said, I, I need to grab another computer, grab another cord. We're going to try this one more time. And <laughs> to my bliss, it worked the second time and I was able to get into my phone. My point is we can manipulate things. We can manifest things. And I and that role was really your role. It was just we had to move a little pieces around and get things to happen. Do you agree? I yeah. totally agree, Tommy. Definitely. I knew it. We're, we're a couple of tree hugging hippies. What do you expect? We're on the same frequency, man. <laughs> we will be right back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just about 90 seconds, everybody. Philanthropy in focus. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. And we're back. I was talking to one of my children earlier today, and I was like, you know, I know you love to sing. You got a beautiful voice. You should take singing lessons. I'm going to take singing lessons. We should probably get a discount for taking singing lessons, you know, because I figure like a two-for-one special, like when you go to the Costco and you buy the big box or something like that. Shout out to Costco. Anytime you want to sponsor the show, we're happy to have you. All right, let's get back into the show. All right, so the world's align, the, the planets align, everything is right on. You you take over the helm of executive director pretty quickly. Um, what happens next? What is this, what is this organization about? I mean, I'm gonna call it out Alzheimer's Disease Resource Center. I mean, I love, you know what I love? Well, one of the things I love is when like that the name of something explains what the thing is, like. Alzheimer's Disease Resource Center. Okay, it's a center where I can get resources for Alzheimer's disease. That's pretty good, right? It's like saying the nonprofit sector connector. It's kind of in the name. So, but I want, even though it's in the name, we need to talk about what this organization does to support families, support individuals affected by dementia and other cognitive uh, decline. Let's talk about it. You got it, Tommy. So we're located in East Isla, right on Carlton Avenue, and we do a number of programs and services for those impacted with cognitive decline. So we don't just serve folks who may have an Alzheimer's diagnosis. Um, They don't even need to have a diagnosis, Tommy, to kind of reach out to our services. So here's an example. It's the holidays, right? Either families are celebrating Passover with their loved ones, or they're going to sit down to have Easter dinner. And you may go home and start recognizing something's happening with your parents. And like, "Mm, you know, I just don't know. That's kind of where we come in. Instead of starting to try and Google things on the internet and being completely overwhelmed by everything that's out there, folks can reach out to us. We have a licensed master social worker who is just absolutely amazing. And she will provide a care consultation to you at where you are, Tommy. So maybe you're already taking care of a loved one and you're like, listen, I live in Garden City. I can't go to East Islip to meet with someone. That's not a problem. We will go to them. We will do a Zoom. Same thing. You know, that that person might be say, hey, I can't even meet you at the library. I really don't want to leave my loved one alone. But they can jump into a room and make sure their loved one maybe is watching a game of Jeopardy and be able to have a care consult with our social worker who will really guide them. She'll listen, what's going on? You know, tell me, what are your needs? What do you see happening? And then we do a lot of um, references and referrals. So we kind of do the the hard work of going meeting organizations. We meet with executives. We go check out um, assisted living facilities. We check out nursing homes. We chit chat with staff. So that when you're you're looking for something now, you don't have to start from the beginning. You know, you again, you might say, hey, this is the area I live in. We might say, and you might go, you know, we're really looking for an elder care lawyer. This is where we're at. We want to try and do a little bit of asset protection. 
we'll go, hey, well, we have these three amazing elder care lawyers in this area and we know them and they're really great. And we'll even try and make sure that, you know, if you if you are a Catholic boy, hey, you know, this guy, he's Catholic, too. Maybe you want to go with him so that it's even like culturally aligned, you know. Um, but we do that with everything. The other thing is, is that we're not a one and done shop. So you get, you get what you need initially. And maybe a year later, Tommy, you come back to us and go, you know, things have changed. You know, the, my, my loved one is progressing a little bit. I need more. And so it's like, okay, well, we work with home health aides. We work with, you know, we, we can help you navigate the, um, the Medicaid road. You know, we have, we work with a lot of different groups who really can help families navigate that path. Cause that can be very overwhelming dealing with paperwork. And I mean, the government alone, you know, so we will do all of those things too, Tommy, to really help the families kind of, kind of help them identify the resources again so they're not overwhelmed because it can be overwhelming we live on long island there's three million people there there are a number of businesses that are serving seniors so we kind of try to wade through all of that and give families exactly what they need we always refer at least three of everything to families so they have choices so yeah no there's a lot there um you know i I recently had uh Tori Cohen on the show from mm-hmm. Long Island Alzheimer's and Dementia Center. You know, you know, Tor- Tori, right? I do. They do wonderful work. They're an amazing organization, Tommy. Yeah. Um, and I met her and she's an, a, she is so passionate about the, the folks that they serve. It's awesome. Yeah. I just noticed something. You have your purple shirt on today. Is that, a, is that a company shirt or is it just purple for the colors? It's just that, you know, that's the color that represents Alzheimer's. So, yeah. you know, we just try to always, you know. I love it. I noticed it. It took me a second or 30 minutes, I guess, to notice it. <laughs> I just realized that you have the purple shirt on. But um, I guess I'm bringing up this thing with Tori because I so actually I'm kind of excited about something. So I'll say it to everybody, too. Um, on Tuesday of this coming week, I will be out with the mini horses from Horseability that we're bringing over to the Day Have program at Tori's place over in uh, Westbury, uh, Long Island, Alzheimer's, the Metro Center, because she's got a Day Have program. And and really, really, uh, I think I, I'm. I look forward to stuff like that because that's going to be so fun. Um, the question kind of is, or the really the comment is, younger and younger people are are experiencing the, these these challenges. And um, I think about a lot of what you're talking about from the resources, and I think about my friend Drew Picard, who always talked about the the sandwich generation. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm I'm this I'm in the sandwich generation, right, right at 45. But yep. my friend Drew is in the sandwich generation at 65, right? Because we're all living longer and longer. But what it does is it creates this um, overwhelm, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, if my parents or my wife's parents started to experience these specific challenges, I don't have, I don't know, I don't have the knowledge, right? right? right. I need to come to an organization like yours to mm-hmm. to get the just get, hey man, I need a roadmap, Lauren. I don't even, mm-hmm. know, I don't even know what I'm working with here. Like help. So that's what I'm hearing is is what you provide, right? Yes. It, it's that roadmap. And I go to the thing I said about Tori is because I'm seeing this happening to younger and younger. Like yeah. I don't even want to say this, but I think in their fifties sometimes yes. we, we see this. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's first of all, it's concerning, it's scary, but it's like, what do we? Uh, okay, now we we're through the concern and the fear. We need to now do something about it. So right, right so that's how do people get to you? 
like let's talk about let's call out like this is the call to action what's the website like that sort of thing so the website tommy is www.adrcinc.org folks can go there they can access more information they can call our phone number 631-580-5100 um, our phones do ring to our cell phones, so we all pretty much, you know, get the phone calls and can respond back to people. But I want to make you aware, Tommy, not only do we do all those care consultations, but then we we run support groups for families throughout Long Island. We have 17 of those happening, and those not only happen in person, but they happen via Zoom, and they're tailored, Tommy. So being the adult child of someone impacted by the disease is very different challenges than being the spouse of someone who is impacted. And so our support groups are really tailor to those individuals. We even have support groups called Share the Care. So maybe your loved one is already in an assisted living facility that you're still a caregiver. It's just a different kind of care and now you're sharing the care. So we have support groups that kind of work on that too so that folks can kind of talk about the challenges or the needs that they have um, as their loved one is is living in one of those facilities. In addition, we provide a lot of therapy programs as well. So you're talking about the horses. We do equine therapy with some different horse farms throughout Long Island. And again, it's not only for the individual who's impacted, Tommy. It's really for the care. No yes. The respite. It's a respite. Yes. Me, I don't want to cut you off. Keep that messaging. Stay on point because I just want to say one thing. I can promise you this. If you are feeling out of whack, go see some horses. Don't go to, and don't go to Belmont. No, no, I'm not. I'm just, the point is, those are not the horses. That's going to stress you out even more if you're betting on horses. That's a whole other show. We'll talk about gambling on another show. That's a problem. We'll talk about mental health, whatever. Point of the matter is when I go to horse ability, as high strong as your boy can sometimes be, I bring it down. I feel, I literally feel calmer. And that's the thing. And I, I, I was, you know, I have a loved one in my family and um, we had gone to, to see the horses one day when this person was going through some stuff and literally the person started to feel better and started to, you know, it's horses are absolutely incredible. So, I mean, and, and when you talk about caregivers, um, you know, a bunch of months ago we had, um, Elisa on from Nancy's house, which is a nonprofit that does work for caregivers. And kind of the theme of that program, and I probably said it half a dozen times in an hour, was self-care is not selfish. Right. Self-care is not selfish. We must take care of ourselves because we're no good for anybody else if we're broken and hurt and just just kind of like have no capacity left. So we got to do that. So I love how you talk about it from a respite perspective. Yes, we want to take care of the folks who are experiencing this dementia, this decline, right. right? The Alzheimer's, but God, man, it's a lot to try and, right. you know, I, I mean, I, we, we got four kids here, right? Just got a puppy. Shout out to Cheeto. If you want to check out Cheeto, his, uh, his Instagram is my guy Cheeto, my guy Cheeto. That's uh, I thought that was funny, but um, that ch- creates a lot of challenges in just bringing in these other things. You throw in an illness, you throw in health issues, and it's, it really gets to be a lot. So we all need to you know, whether it's meditation or go for a run or whatever it is that you need, go do that. And it's not selfish because you got to do it because that's how you can come back stronger for the other people around you. Right. Wouldn't you agree, Lauren? I totally agree. It's like put your oxygen mask on first. Yep. No good to anyone else if you can't breathe. hundred <laughs> percent. I love that. Love that analogy. You, you know, know? that is not <laughs> selfish because you, you can't help anybody else if you're done. Right. No, if you can't, you're not breathing. You're not you ain't breathing. Anymore. You ain't breathing. You ain't helping. That's a, exactly I, exactly. Some of the other things, though, Tommy, we do. We have music and movement, so we do music therapy, and we even noticed that we have an individual. Um, he's not very verbal, but he'll sit down at the piano. He can play us any song that we request. 
And then the rest of us were up, we're dancing, our folks are having fun, um, just really making new memories. Like sometimes it can turn into the drudgery of caregiving and we want to kind of get a little bit away from that. So offering fun, um, wonderful opportunities that the caregiver can really enjoy with their loved ones. So come make, you know, have some fun at our making music with memories, come to our art therapy programs. And again, Tommy, we're trying to do these all over Long Island. We partner with the uh, Parish Art Museum out in Southampton to do programs. We're looking to partner with other art um, studios as well. We partner with the Long Island Carriage House Museum in Stony Brook. That's amazing and doing great work as well. So making memories over there, um, going through the history of Long Island and the carriages. And we also even partner with Stony Brook University. Their graduate students do what's called brain games for us. And we zoom those out as well. So the students put together Jeopardy or name that tomb or would you rather. And to be honest, Tommy, it's not about the game. It's about having conversation, having some fellowship, you know, just making some fun new memories. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, isn't it too, isn't it? And I'm not a clinician. I don't really have, I I like to just underscore, like, I I don't have any credentials to say what I'm about to say. I'm going to (laughs) say Which I say all the time, but like, isn't it too about keeping the mind active and doing certain things, right? Like, you know, by uh, this this gentleman that you said can sit down at the piano, you know, what that's doing for him, right? For his, you know, his own, uh, I don't know, battling off the disease, fighting off the disease, but by keeping the neurons moving around and and doing the good stuff. So I got to shout out something because this is what a nonprofit sector connector does like in real time. Are you familiar with the Spirit of Huntington Art Center? Spirit of Huntington Art. No, I'm not. No, no. So I sit on the board of the Spirit of Huntington Art Center. We have very, very special programs. It's a community art center at the old South Huntington Library. Uh, the organization has just purchased the building recently, and we do movement, uh, dance, artwork, play. They have a kiln, the ceramics, the whole thing. Yeah, and w- we serve the special needs community and the veterans community. And just this Sunday, there was um, they had a movie filmed at the Cinema Art Center out in Huntington uh, that was a movie called autism paints and it was a movie a documentary that was based on that was done about the art center about 10 years ago and they released it to a a, i don't know it'd be 150 people in the theater it was so special so fun but this is what i'd love for you to do is i'd love for you to come to the art center one day make a connection come for a tour and and we'll see we're doing that type of work with some of the other organizations that i've mentioned already because it just makes sense and that's what this is all about and that's what that you know aside from doing this show like like the next thing that gets me juiced up is making the connections. So we're, this is it. I, I sometimes have to like go, but you're in the middle of a live show right now. Yeah, but that's the whole point of what this stuff is, Lauren. So this is for I me, love it. the whole I thing. Love it. All right, we come back in a second. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to do this. Got it. What's upcoming? You got How do it. we help, right? What events do you have? How can we plug in? How do we bring value? And are there certain companies or individuals or businesses that you want to say, look, I'd love to meet fill in the blanks. And that's what, you know, because if my folks know them, we're going to make that happen. How's that? That sounds sweet. Awesome. Rock and roll. We'll be right back. Hey everybody. It's Tommy D the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? 
Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's what you need to do. You need to plug in. You got to be part of the solution. You got to get with your boy and you got to find out how you can help. I put a post on, uh, I don't know, Facebook last night or something like that. And it was like, you got to get involved. Our nonprofits change the world. You must be involved. You don't have to sit on the board. You don't have to write big checks, but you certainly can volunteer and get involved and be part of the solution and be part of the impact. And that's what I'd encourage you to do. And that's what I'm all about. So I'd like you to do it too. I'm trying to do something new over here. I don't know if it's going to work. I have my phone. Let me just see if this works. Did you hear that? Did you hear that bell? That means it's the lightning round, baby. I always wanted to be a game show host. So I was like, I'm going to find the bell. I decided that (laughs) Let's go. 20 seconds before we got back from the commercial break. Here's what we want to do. So Lauren Vlacos is here. Alzheimer's disease resource center. She went from program director no that's not your job she became coo wait hold on that's not your job you're the executive director and that all happened inside like minutes in my mind but maybe it was a month or two but that that is who you are you're leading this organization you're making an impact i want to know what's upcoming how do we help what do you need let's leave it out on the field as i told you let's do that (laughs) All right, Tommy. So there's a few ways that folks can help us. Number one, please share our services. I would love to have some wait lists for my programs so then I can start even more programs. Um, As you said, Tommy, I'm looking for organizations that want to partner. We want to be throughout Long Island offering programs so that folks don't don't have to come to us, that we're going to them in their local communities. We have a walk coming up Saturday, April 22nd. It's at Marjorie Post Park, which is located in Massapequa. Folks can sign up now. They can go to our website, adrcinc.org slash events, and they can find all the information for the walk. It's going to be amazing, Tommy. We have a live band coming. We have DJs. We have roaming photo booths. It's got a festival feel. We have master gardeners coming. It's on Earth Day, Tommy. So wait, all wait, wait, my wait. tree huggers. All right. So your boy, the hippie, is going to do his best to be there. But that's a new nickname. Mick Collins, write that one down. Your boy, the hippie. All right. But look, so... What I, you, too many things ADHD kicking in. All right, like what is 
what is a roaming photo booth, first of all? Like, I feel like that's like the Karate Kid where Daniel LaRusso was, like, dressed up like like the, the shower and he was walking around because right. he didn't want the Cobra Kai guys to get him, like the <laughs> roaming shower. And then the guy with the chicken suit going, bark, 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 and threw an egg on his head. I have no idea where that thought just came from. But what is a roaming photo booth? And we forgot to mention that you are a master gardener, so I right. got to talk to you about my vegetable garden. Maybe not today. We might run out of time. What yeah. is a roaming photo booth and how many people are going to be there on that Saturday? So we're hoping and expecting about 500 folks in attendance. Again, Marjorie Post Park, Saturday, April 22nd. Folks should come down around 8.30. The walk starts right at 10 a.m. and the festival and fun is going to be right at 10.30. We have a fire truck coming, so touch a truck for the younger kids. Um, Lots of just great activities going on for families, so we're just really excited. So the roaming photo booth. This actually is uh, one of my Eagle Scouts. He started his own company. Liam, give him a shout out. He's what up, Liam? Pros. What? How do we? What's his company? How do we get him hooked up? His his company is Event Pros. He's a wonderful young man who started his own event uh, company, and he has what's called these roaming photo booths. Folks go around. They'll take pictures with their friends, and they can put those frames around them. Tommy, if you've seen is this that, is a, is it is this it. Is it eventprosny.com? Yeah, you got it. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen, eventprosny.com. Shout out to Liam. You know, we learned his skills of character development through the scouts, as we talked about earlier in the show. Very cool. I'm going to share that on Facebook right yes. now. Please continue. So I'm always, yeah, whenever I see any of um, the young people that have come through the program and are really doing an amazing job, I want to support them as well. So, yeah, so Liam's got the roaming photo booth. We have the Music Express live band coming. They're going to be playing there as well. We have Zona's Restaurant from Massapequa coming with some tasty treats. It really is going to be a fabulous event. Again, Saturday, April 22nd, Marjorie Post Park, right in Massapequa. Another way to help Tommy, have you ever heard of Steampunk? You know what's yeah, I all right. So okay, funny you say this. I don't I first of all, I dig that whole thing. I don't know enough about it, but it looks kind of fun. And if if I'm not mistaken, this is hooked in with the Unicorn Network, right? Yes. I saw something online about this, and I happen to have ADHD for those of you who don't know. Talking about (laughs) it, I'll tell you all about it. I love to talk about it. But I have like usually like 900 internet explorers or Google open on my thing. And as I go through this in the machine downstairs, my laptop. That is like an open window on one of these things is that steampunk event that you're doing with that group. So I, I, I like this is like where they make like wacky, like, you know, like a phone, but it's made out of like, you know, Ears. it's yeah, like wacky, like what it would look like if if our technology today was made like 200 years ago. Is that yeah. a bit? Yeah. Yes. All right. So tell me about that event. So we're partnered with the Unicorn Network. The Unicorn Network is a group of millennial entrepreneurs who are together. It's throughout Long Island. Um, And they often will pick a nonprofit organization of the year, and that will be their charity for them. So they've selected us, which we're so grateful for, and they're hosting the Steampunk event. It's going to be on Tuesday, May 23rd at Gotham in Hop Hog. Gotham is an immersive experience and the entire thing is going to be transformed into like the Victorian age with gears. And I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. We're going to have drinks, open bar, food, uh, folks in all decked out in character. Tommy, you got to come up. I got to figure out. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally multitasking, pulling up my calendar to look at the 23rd. What did you say? Tuesday the 23rd? Yeah, it's Tuesday, May 23rd. We're into May. Okay, cool. Yes, we're May. I'll tell you, it's funny. Yo, shout out to the folks over at the Unicorn Network. Just so you understand a little bit about millennials, you know, I'm I'm a cusper, Gen X, born in 78. You know, it depends on the article you read. I might be, I'm sort of like right there. So, you know, if you could use your boy 
to be involved. I'll play millennial, do whatever you got to do. You want me to be a part of the unicorn network? I'm happy to be part of it. Jillian runs out. Jillian's involved with that. Jillian circus, right? Yeah. Jillian's been many, many years. I hope you're well, if you're listening, if you're out there, but I want to get there on the 23rd. I'm looking at, um, I'm playing golf, (laughs) not on long Island that day at another nonprofit event. What time is this? It's at seven o'clock at night, Tommy. Because I'm insane, I'm going to try to figure out how to do both things. We would uh, love to have you, my friend. Love to have yeah, you. Shout out to Fred Taffer. invited me to play golf um, in, in Jersey somewhere. So, But maybe I can make both things happen. Uh, I love that steampunk thing. So I, I would like to just be in the room kind of playing. You know, I like to play. So so that'd be fun. All right. So we got the, the walk is on the 22nd, which I don't think that's going to be an issue for me to be there. I know Marjorie Post Park because we do the Best Buddies Long Island Friendship Walk down there in May, which is May 13th this year. Um, so I know it well, but down on Onqua, my buddy, yeah. Mike Gaffrio owns premier payroll services, which is right across the street there, right on Onqua. So I know that I know the neighborhood. So, all right. So what else? And then I, and then I got a golf outing, Tommy, you're talking, about, your go- He's talking about being a golfer. So we yes. have a golf outing coming up. It's going to be Wednesday, June 14th. It's at the Woodside club. Got it. It's going to be fabulous. I went there. We ate the food. It's amazing. A full day of drinks and food and fun. So love it. Love it. So that's the 14th of June. Correct. You got it. And then the last thing, Tommy, I want to plug is, is our art expression show. So we have over 150 individuals with cognitive decline who are in an art expression program throughout this whole year. We partner with the Islip Arts Council out of the town of Islip, and we will have an art show in their space, which is located in the Westfield Mall in Bayshore from September 12th through September 30th. I need you to do me a favor because I've never done this on the show before, but I'm going to just, I just came up with it. You got it. I want you to send me these things in an email later on so I can take this and do a video about just promoting or consolidating whatever we just talked about, because I know we got the 22nd of April, we got May 23rd, we got golf on June 14th, and then we have this art show, which we have to partner up with Spirit of Huntington. Yes. And so you know about that and we'll come through and do that. But I want to be able to, it's just a new idea. I want to take this and, and like distill it into some piece of information that I can push out. All right. So can we, you and I can do that later on. All of right. Course. We are, as I always promise my guests, we run out of time way before we run out of words. And your boy never really runs out of words anyway. But Lauren Vlacos, leave them there before I send them on their way. First, Tommy, thank you so much. Seriously, it's been an amazing pleasure meeting with you because you and I are in the same frequency. 1978 babies, buddy. That's right, 78 kids. But honestly, super grateful. Last thing, folks, if you need help, you need you just you just need someone to talk to, reach out to us. ADRCINC.org 631-580-5100. Thank you, Lauren, for being my friend. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for being a Heck of a guest. I almost said a bad word. Thank you for being a hell of a guest. It's Friday, man. Uh, I take some chances. I'm getting randy. I got a little nasty. All right, let's do it. Let's just go. Here's what I got to leave you with. I appreciate the nonprofit sector more than you can ever imagine. The nonprofits change our world each and every day. I am doing another show this afternoon. It's called the InFocus Nonprofit Show. Mike Caprera from the Viscardi Center will be talking with me on a Facebook Live about digital accessibility. If you're checking in, go to Facebook, go to Philanthropy, InFocus, P-H-O-C-U-S. Check out what Mike and I are going to talk about, about websites and how we make things accessible and inclusive for those with different abilities. That's part of the change I'm trying to implement. So Mike will be with me on that show. Shout out to Dylan Nelson. Heck of a job on the other side of the glass, as they say. Thank you for 
Heather Edwards checking in from Allied Foundation, Michael Goldberg from The Networking Group and Knockout Networking. And as always, the show wouldn't be complete if Mick Collins wasn't always in the background, paid for processing, checking in and helping me out throughout. It's a white shoe law firm, Mick Collins. Google it. I'll teach you all about it later on. Lauren, this has been an absolute pleasure. If you're on the network here, talkradio.nyc, stay tuned for Steve Fry, the SMB guy. Always Friday. Make it a great day, everybody. I'll see you later. Bye. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.